This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. It's time. It's time. Time to get in the zone. Time to get in the zone. With the 49ers web zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al, Zane, and Brian. If you see this face, if you hear this voice, that can mean only one thing. It is Victory Monday on the first Monday of free agency. You know why? The Niners made the biggest splash thus far of free agency. Cannonball. Uh, there you go. Cannonball. Javon Hargrave. We did not see this coming at all. Like, we talked about a splash last week. We talked about the Niners signing one big free agent. I never thought it would be this. And what a signing it was. You get the best interior defensive lineman that was out there to solidify arguably the biggest weakness on your defense. Unbelievable job at the 49ers to start free agency out. This is day one. I'm with Al Sacco and Brian Rennick. This is the 49ers Web Zone No Huddle Podcast on the Odyssey Network. I am Zane Nackby, and I am a sad Jimmy G fan. For those of you who <laughs> are watching on YouTube, I am wearing my Jimmy Garoppolo jersey. It will be the last day that I will be wearing this before I retire it. And I just want to say a few words about the embattled, controversial, sometimes ineffective and often injured quarterback <laughs> of now the the Las Vegas Raiders, as, as we know now with Jimmy G reuniting with Josh McDaniels over there. Man, it was... When he started those five games at the end of 2017, he gave us all hope, right? We thought that, like, look, we came out of some dark years after Harbaugh left. Harbaugh's final year, and then the Tom Sula and Chip Kelly years back-to-back, and there was just no hope on the horizon. This team was the worst roster in the league. Trent Baalke was the worst GM in the league. They had a one-and-done coach, and we had some hope with Kyle Shanahan, and immediately they go they they win one game the entire season up until the very last almost month of the season and we're like what 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 is it going to take for this team to turn around and then they make the trade for Jimmy Garoppolo and everybody was excited because like hey it's Brady's backup and he had a lot of potential won a couple games looked pretty good and comes in right away and sets the world on fire with five wins goes 5 and 0 oh, and we all have hope next season gets hurt 
He's out for the year, and we're hopeless again. <laughs> Next year comes back. He gave us that gave us Nick Bosa. That did give us Nick Bosa. So he did. He did. That's true. Gave us Nick Bosa, and then after that, 2019, that the the famous Super Bowl year, that team coming just almost at the, at the edge of of glory there, and they they weren't able to get it done. And then again after that, there was a lot of back and forth, and and. 2021 where he thought he was gone it comes back and and they go to the championship game again with them and and this year trades a starter jimmy comes in wins a bunch of games he gets hurt and brock purdy comes in and and, and the rest is history but i think that the best way i can quantify jimmy garoppolo's tenure here is very much up and down but he left the team in a much better shape than he got here than, than when it was when he got here and i think that that's one of the best things you can say about a player is that is the team in better shape now when he left than it was when he got here and that's one thing that you can say about jimmy garoppolo is that while he may not have been solely responsible for that he was he was along for the ride for that and and there were moments where he where he shined in that time and while he was injured more often than a lot of people would have liked and and it gave way to the quarterback situation that we have now i would like to think that his time here was was largely a success and he was a great teammate he was great with the media great with the fans always a classy never a distraction aside from that you know that one thing and that's all you can ask out of your quarterback and and really like I, I i thank him for his time here i will remain a jimmy g fan and support him wherever wherever else he goes but i think that you know it was time and and this is the right time for it to happen and and i think that the niners are, are in good shape going forward at the quarterback position zane by one thing do you mean uh his adult entertainment friend was, was yeah that that's that, that would be the one that would be the one you know I'll, I'll say this about jimmy and you know, we've been through the injuries and the frustrations and the up and down play and, and everything else. But one thing he did do, and Zane, you alluded to it, he helped change the culture in San Francisco. He helped change the culture with this team. He is renowned as a good teammate in the locker room. Um, his teammates really like him. And uh, that's what else can you say? I mean, the, to come in here, a team that was like that and to be able to change the culture, I thought was huge, huge. And I think that's the biggest compliment that I can give him is, is what he did to help build the foundation of this locker room. You know, Jimmy G ultimately is just a a victim of unrealistic expectations from a fan base that experienced back-to-back Hall of Famers in mm-hmm. at the position in the 80s and the early 90s. And this fan base has expected that level of of quarterback play from every quarterback that takes a snap in San Francisco whether or not they should be expecting that. And so ultimately, I mean, Jimmy G is one of the best 32 starting quarterbacks in the NFL. I will, I, I will argue that until uh, I'm, I'm blue in the face. Uh, is he a top 10 quarterback? No. Is he a top 10 quarterback when compared, when, when paired with Kyle Shanahan, arguably yes, but he doesn't, stay healthy enough. And that's ultimately mm-hmm. the other thing that he fell victim to. And, you know, it, it's hard, you know, with a player, it, you know, as, as we get frustrated, right. It's like, Oh, it's frustrating. He's hurt, hurt again. Come on, like play through mm-hmm. it, whatever. I mean, some of these, he did play through some injuries. So let's be, let's be fair there. You know, he played through injuries at the end of 2021 that quarterbacks wouldn't. So you've got to give him his credit there. It just, for whatever reason, he, he just kept getting hurt and, there's really not a whole lot that that you could do about that. There's not a whole lot that he could mm-hmm. do about that, you know. So ultimately, his his tenure here, like you said, is going to be viewed as 
I think it's going to be viewed as a net positive as, as, as we get further away. Uh, yeah. Because again, I also think that Jimmy Garoppolo was a victim of being the quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers in the age of social media and Twitter. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and th- again, you know, the, the area, the era of hot takes and overreactions and the, the, the area, the era of, no room for nuance, no room for analysis, no room for anything, right? It's either right. you're in Jimmy G's camp or you're not. And it's dumb and, and it mm-hmm. is what it is. But um I I do, I I will I will always look back fondly on Jimmy G. I have no ill will towards him. Um I, I wish he would have hit Emmanuel Sanders in, in the Super Bowl, uh, obviously. <laughs> uh but I mean uh, that he never did anything, at least in in my eyes, he never did anything to alienate the fan base. He never did anything to really serve some of the ire that he got from, from some of these, these fans. And, you know, there are a lot of fans on, on 49ers Twitter right now that are, you know, laughing at the Raiders and, and, you know, you know, just grateful that Jimmy Garoppolo isn't on the team anymore. And, you know, I'm like, it is what it is. You know, he, he is a starting level quarterback in this league. The Raiders are going to be probably exactly where they were with Derek Carr. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit better, maybe a little bit worse. Hard to know. Um, but what they are is they are in position to at least maintain the level of quarter that they had last year. But instead of guaranteeing Derek Carr $35 million this year, they guarantee Jimmy Garoppolo less than that over the next two years. So they really mm-hmm. just made a financial decision, and good for them. Yeah, and again, you know, comfort and it, factor too, right? So good out. Yeah, yeah, and you just mentioned social social media and things like that. There was just a, the off season in 2021 when the Niners were looking for another quarterback. There was some frustration with Jimmy at that point, and when that got public, it just created a huge divide, and things got ugly. And I always say that was for a team that went to the NFC Championship game, that was the least fun I think I've ever had watching a 49ers team in 2021. It was just toxic. Yeah, that's right. I've talked about that before, that it kind of kind of came back around for me this year with the Purdy stuff. It just kind of felt felt good again. Because it did, it got mm-hmm. toxic, and that's unfortunate. It really is. And I don't think Jimmy's fault. It's just the way that things happen. But it, it, it did. It's, it's, it's too bad that it happened that way. I think, like you said, the farther we get away from this, people will be like, yeah, you know, he did a pretty good job for us. Like, it didn't work out, but he did a pretty good job. I mean, look at Alex Smith. Nobody says anything bad about him. Alex Smith was horrible for how long? And he had a decent yeah. year and a half. And people are like, love that guy. You know, and like I do, I like Alex Smith a lot too. I thought he carried himself well. And I thought he ended up being a pretty good quarterback. But um, I think the farther you get away, maybe the more you'll appreciate that, you know, it's not like Garoppolo was Kenny Pickett out there. Or not Kenny Pickett, right. Cody Pickett. Um, Cody <laughs> or Pickett Kenny Pickett and, for that matter. Or Kenny Pickett, Pickett yeah. <laughs> Tim, Tim Rattay and, and Troy Smith and all those guys. You know, he, he gave stability to the position. Was he a top tier QB? No. He was, he was, he was mm-hmm. decent. Like you said, he was a starting quarterback. So it's funny. I, I look at, I, I look at Jeff Garcia very similarly. I don't know. I, I feel like Jeff Garcia was, was better than Jimmy because, you know, he put in mm. the numbers and things like that, but, and he had the, the better physical attributes than Jimmy did in terms of being able to, to, to run and, 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 scramble. He made a Pro but, Bowl. and he made a pro bowl. But if you look at like, I don't know, People say Kiwi wins aren't a stat or whatever, right? But if you look at like the numbers and 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 the record and stuff like that, Jeff Garcia had a 500 record with the 49ers, right? Like he quarterbacks some pretty bad teams, and that's not necessarily all his fault. But I think that in that sense, like when we when we went further and further away from the Garcia tenure, now everybody loves him, right? Whereas like when he was here, there were there were some people similar to Jimmy where they didn't they didn't like him, they wanted him gone, right? Because he because of 
the the idea that oh you just stat pads when they're losing but i think that again to that point we'll look back on this more fondly in five years than we do now because this this level of success that they've had going to to three championship games in, in six years that's not that's not something that we've seen from them you know over the last 20 years right uh, aside from that little blip that harbaugh had so i think that we associate players with that and jimmy's one of those players and obviously kyle and, and john lynch are, are the biggest factors in that but you know, I think that some people will have have an affinity for Jimmy for that. So, you know, I wish him the best of luck and, and best of luck in, in Vegas, Jimmy, and, and be careful out there and get himself in a lot of trouble. A good looking guy with a lot of money in Vegas, man, he will he will get himself in a lot of trouble out there if he's not careful. But a lot yeah, of adult entertainers out there. So he's um, there, there are yeah. right. That's that's why he that went goes. there, right? That's one <laughs> Hey, do your yeah, thing, man. I, yeah, do your do thing, your Jimmy. Thing, Go. <laughs> yeah. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey ebay motors is here for the ride remember when you first saw the potential and then through some elbow grease fresh installs and a whole lot of love you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own look to your left look to your right it's official no one's got a ride like this there's nothing else that sounds like feels like or looks like the set of wheels in your garage with over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride-or-die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I want to talk about gonna... the free agency signing that, that the Niners <laughs> yes. had that matters the most. The big one. Sam Darnold. I want to talk about Sam Darnold, damn it. That's the one that matters the most to <laughs> me. I'll tell you what, guys. I was I was shocked, and I shouldn't have been. There's two, there's two reasons here. The first is this. This team, this regime, has told us who they are since the day they started when they took Solomon Thomas with the first pick, they said, we are going to emphasize the defensive line. That is what they've told us. That is what they've done. And they've had great success with it. The other thing that this told me was that they are in it to win it now because they understand what we've been talking about, that the window with this core is not that much longer. And they go out and they make a gigantic splash with Javon Hargrave. Absolutely gigantic. I read it and I'm like, oh man, who signed him? And I had to read it like four times and it actually said the 49ers. Then I had to look and make sure it was a real account that was actually Adam Schefter and not like Artem Sharnder or whatever. I, that I had to do, I had to do yeah. the same thing. I, I literally, I like, I saw the tweet and then I was like, I, it was almost like I like got my out right. And I got like up to the screen and I'm like, is that a, is that actually Adam Schefter's account? And then <laughs> it was, it. and I was just like, what? Yeah. I mean, everybody in 49ers land is like, what? Where did this That's, come from? That, Nobody's, I mean, nobody yeah. saw it. No. And he and was, the, you know, so just uh, see a little ahead. bit about Hargrave. He's one of four players in the Eagles defense. He, he had over 10 sacks this year. He had a career high 11. He had 57 pressures 
40 hurries and 16 hits, according to CBS Sports. He had a pressure rate of 13.2%. Now, he's generated a pressure rate of 14.1% over the last two seasons, and he's the only defensive tackle over 12% with a minimum of 500 rush attempts. And the Niners had struggled here last year. Their defensive tackle has only recorded 59 pressures combined in 2022, which was the fourth fewest in the NFL. And for as good as we say that Niners defensive line was, and it was, we saw in the, in, in the playoffs, especially, they weren't getting that kind of soul-crushing pressure that they did the year before where quarterbacks just looked rattled. And it was noticeable. And this year now, we'll talk about it a little bit later. They still need some other pieces. But the top the top of their defense, Hargrave, Armstead, Bosa on the defensive line, holy shit. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. They still need somebody to bookend him, and we'll see if Drake Jackson can step up. I, I still think there's another move to be made there. But those three guys, and then you bring Kevin Givens back in for, for depth. Holy shit. Like, that's a scary defensive line. And this was a huge win-now move, and I'm all about it. Yeah, uh, according to Jeff Dini of PFF, uh, quarterback pressures by 49ers interior linemen last season. Armstead had 20, Hyder had 14, Givens had 13, McGill had 10, Ridgeway 8, Kinlaw 5, Spence 3, and Dwum 4 had 2. So that's what, 5, 10, 18, 28, 41, 55, 75 amongst those three, six, eight players. And like you said, Hargrave had 57 on his own in Philadelphia. You know, this this signing is interesting in that uh, it's massive, right? It's four years, 84. Yeah, four years, $84 million. So $21 million uh, average annual value. Um, we don't have the numbers. Like some of these contracts, we have Jimmy Garoppolo's contracts, things like that. We do not have the Hargrave numbers. And I think largely that's probably due to the fact that I would imagine that they're doing some restructures right now. They don't have to, they don't have to get these restructures done until Wednesday, right? This that's when they need the cap space to be able to be able to sign him. But to me, this says two things. One, you said, Al, they're going for it. You know, I I've said on here multiple times, I've said on Twitter multiple times, don't underestimate how frustrated Kyle Shanahan is. Kyle Shanahan's done being a bridesmaid. He's done. He's done with it. He's he's ready to he's ready to do it. And I think honestly, I think Purdy's surgery being successful on Friday and it only being the brace procedure was exactly the news they were waiting for to make some of the moves like this because they know two things. One, they know they can win with Brock Purdy and he will be back this season. They think they can win with Trey Lance. But the confidence to know that you can win with Purdy gives you the confidence to make a signing like this. And so they're all in They're They're, 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 you know, I love the movie rounders. They're splashing the pot, right? They're, mm -hmm. they're, they're all in. Right. And the other thing that I think this really is uh, indicative of is the fact that they recognize the mistake they made in not uh, extending DeForest Buckner, because this is the type of contract that they would have given to Buckner. And yeah. the the reason that they can do it now is because of the quarterback contracts that they have in that quarterback room. Whereas before they were paying Jimmy, you know, 25 million or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it was a more difficult, uh, difficult fit for them. And so now that they have, you know, they, they're paying this quarterback room chump change in, in, in the modern NFL, they can make a, a, a move like this 
because they have they they are they have the ability to generate that cap space. And so this was a huge signing. This was I mean, we talked about you know, I said it today. I said the the 49ers they 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 target like one splash signing and then they sign for depth and that tends to be it. And I imagine that the investment this year was going to be on the defensive line. I thought edge was going to be the bigger move. I thought Hargrave was a pipe dream. People talked about him with the four hours. I'm like, yeah, that'd be great. I mean, he would, he would be incredible, but they can't, they can't afford a $20 million. (laughs) Cause now, right now, I mean, again, we don't have the contract figures, but just on average annual value between Armstead and Hargrave, that's 44 and a half million dollars that they have tied up in those two players, just Armstead and just Hargrave. Like I said, I, I, I guarantee this contract is going to get prorogued and that first year is probably going to be a cap hit under $10 million. I would imagine because that's, you know, largely what they do, but no, this is, this is massive. This is, and then not only, not only is it huge for the 49ers, it, it really, really weakens the team that arguably is their biggest threat in the NFC. And that's the yep. Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even more so, like Javon Hargrave took less money to be here in San Francisco. He had higher offers on the table. They're not from discussing Cleveland. which teams. Cleveland, Cleveland. It was Cleveland, right? So he had yeah. a he had a better offer from the Browns, and he he passed that up to go to a contending team in the same conference as the team as he just left. So I feel like that in itself, this is what happens, guys, when you have a good culture. We talked about culture in the, in the beginning of the show. This is what happens, right? You get blue chip talent that is willing to take less to come play on your team because they have a shot at continuously contending for championships. And this is the culture that Kyle Shannon, John Lynch, and Adam Peters have built. This is the, and D'Amico Ryan's Robert Sala and, and all, all, Mike McDaniel and every, all the other assistants as well that get credit for that. But this is the end result of what all of that kind of came to. So to me, I think that is one of the more impressive things is that he passed up a bigger offer to come here. And you can see why they wanted him and they coveted him. It's the longevity too. He doesn't get injured. He doesn't miss time. He he, three games over the, his over the last seven I don't know years. like seven years seven, he's been playing right. Twenty sixteen is when he came to the league right. So yeah. seven years he's missed three games in seven years. That is DeForest Buckner level and and only longevity. one of them to injury. Two of Correct. them were like the rest. The uh, rest yeah. games. Or, yeah. So. I think that number one, that that you're correct, that, that this is the contract that Buckner would have gotten. And number two, they just took a massive L on Javon Kinlaw and they admitted that. And I think that I didn't like that pick when it happened. And I question it because he had he had health concerns about the knee and that turned out to be true. But the other thing is, is that when you sign an interior pass rusher, look, the Niners would have won a Super Bowl had Chris Jones not existed. Okay. Chris Jones wrecked that entire game from the interior in the fourth quarter. Mm. And that's why the Niners, that's why Kyle Shanahan doesn't have a Super Bowl ring on his finger is because Chris Jones wrecked that game at the end. And I really believe that when you have an interior pass rusher that can collapse the pocket from, from that point, it helps everybody else out. Nick Bosa's numbers will go up. If you put Drake Jackson opposite him, his numbers will go up. Eric Armstead's numbers will go up. Like it affects the entire defensive line, which in turn affects the entire defense. And they started out this free agency period by by re-signing Deshaun Gibson, which is, I think, a fantastic move to the one-year deal. He wanted to come back for another year. And then you follow it up with Javon Hargrave, and you solidify your defense with, with two really, really, really great additions. Right now, 
as it stands, it's an A plus from the defensive side of the ball, as far as I'm concerned. Well, there's still the hole that's still glaring to me. And I, the defensive line, you have Bosa, Armstead, Hargrave, Givens, Kinlaw, Kelly Davis, Alex Barrett, and Drake Jackson. Kalia. We don't know what Drake Jackson's going to be. But to me, there's still a glaring hole on the other side of the bench. I don't yeah. think, well, I don't want to say now because God knows what they're going to do because I didn't think they were going to sign Hargrave. But I don't know if another big splash is going to happen, especially when they need a center. But they'll, they have to address this, whether it's a, a cheap vet or whatever. They, they do have to get other guys. Because if, if they lose Willis, if they lose Amenihu, if they lose Ibukam, if all these guys go, they, ha they have to replace two of them, right? Somehow. And again, it doesn't have to be a huge name, but they do have to get guys in there. And I think that's one missing piece that they still need is they, they need to get another guy who can come off the edge on the other side. This team, this team really does feel like they have no problem backfilling holes with dudes already on the roster that they believe yeah. in. I think, I think they really believe in their scouting department and rightfully so. I mean, mm -hmm. you look at the way that they've drafted and, and, and you look at the players on this team and, you know, along that defensive line, those are all dudes that, that they brought in. And then the linebacking core dudes that they brought in and, you know, largely the secondary outside of Charvarius Ward or dudes that they brought in and Gibson. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, I do think that part of this is we can spend big here because we've got a Drake Jackson on a rookie deal and we're going to another edge rusher in, you know, in, in the middle rounds and, and maybe we'll bring in a, a vet who wants to come in on a, on a low money deal and, and, and hmm. try and chase a ring. Right. You know, Calais Campbell just got released from the, uh, from the Ravens. He's a cap casualty there. Uh, again, I don't know what he's looking for. I do know that he is looking for a hundred sacks and I think he's two or three away. Um, that's a big deal to him. And you know, that could be, I mean, that could be a huge signing. Uh, Ngakwe, again, I don't know what his market is, uh, but Ngakwe would be a great signing. Or like I said, I you know, somebody, yeah, and it. or just somebody that we yeah. that we haven't really thought of that, like I said, is willing to come in on a on a on a short term deal or a low money deal in order to compete. And you know, it again, like you said, Al, they tell us, right? They they've told us all along. And so we even talked, like, could they bring a Jesse Bates in? Like, could that be their big splash signing? And just the fact that they could spend, you know, $2 million on Tayshawn Gibson and then and then their other starting safety is Talano Hufanga on a fifth-round rookie deal. Like, again, you can skimp other places or they're willing to skimp other places to, to spend uh, the majority of their money on that defensive line. And... I think the other thing we'll look at is I think they'll bring at least one other veteran safety in. And then I think, again, they're looking to, to supplement that position in the draft, right? Bring in a rookie who can learn behind uh, Gibson and then, you know, and then have him take over. And then like, they also have Quantrez Knight who was on the practice squad last year that they like. And so uh, I, I think, I think if moves are made for the rest of this free agency period, it's only going to be, uh, along the offensive or defensive line. I just don't see them spending money anywhere else. I think the holes that like the hole that Aziz has, that's either going to be uh, Oren Burks or Marcelino McCrary ball uh, mm -hmm. or, or somebody that they already have. Right. Um, you know, maybe they bring Manny Mosley back. We, I hope they do on so. a, well, on a one so. year, you know, or, or multiple year deal that is again, lower 
value just because of the injury risk or whatever. Um, but I don't see them signing anybody outside. Uh, and then, like I said, maybe a, a small money deal to a, a vet safety. But I, I think they realize like we're we're going trench heavy in this free agency and probably the draft as well, uh, because ultimately I think that's largely what what got them in trouble and 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 they lost the NFC Championship game because of it. Um, they're they're attacking those weaknesses and 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 you love to see it. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. There's one more free agency signing that we haven't talked about. Well, actually, I, I mentioned at the beginning. Sam Darnold, okay? 49ers Twitter hero, Sam Darnold. <laughs> we talked about him a couple of years ago. No, we didn't, but we heard about him a couple of years ago, possibly being a replacement for Jimmy as a starting quarterback. I think that's a terrible idea to have him even be close to the, the starting position to, to, uh, to compete with Purdy or Trey. I think that this is a QB3 deal. And they're insulating themselves against what happened last year with Josh Johnson coming in and having, having to take meaningful snaps in a meaningful game and not having played significant meaningful football in years uh, towards the tail end of his career. Brian, you, you mentioned how the, the age of the quarterback room is they're all under 26 years old now. And I think that's great because that means that they're all workable, moldable. They still have their best days ahead of them, in, in fact. So I think that this this particular move it's not made for sam Darnold to come in and start at all what it is it's it's an insurance policy at qb3 to have a veteran that if he needs to start a game or two can come in and be competent and be able to babysit you to a victory with an all-world defense and just not mess it up uh is it going to be enough to would it have been enough to win you the championship game in, in philly this past year no but i think that for a regular season game against a, a normal level opponent i feel like you know sam Darnold can come in and win a couple games right we don't know what the actual timetable of brock purdy's surgery recovery is going to be we've given we've been given estimates right now but we won't know until he actually starts throwing and and, and how that's going uh trey is still working his way back as well he's at limited experience so you can't go to camp with just trey at quarterback so i think that from a from a strategic standpoint it was a good move to surround yourself with somebody that has starting experience and some success in this league. I don't want to see Josh, uh, oh, Josh Rosen. I think basically they got the two quarterbacks in that draft, right? I don't, I don't want to see Sam Darwin taking any meaningful snaps this year, but I, I, I don't mind the move at all. You know, there, there was real interest in him a couple of years ago by them. Yep. They were, they were that. definitely really interested in him. And I went back and looked because he's one of those guys who's kind of a punchline now, right? Sam Darnold is a punchline. I just went back and looked one. He's only 25 years old, 25, 26 dude. in April. 26 he's gonna about to be 26 he's still a young dude 
he got drafted to the Jets in 2018 under Todd Bowles and Jeremy Bates was his offensive coordinator. And he was the coordinator for the Jets that year and in 2010 with the Seahawks. I don't even know what that, I don't know anything about him. I don't know what he's doing, but he's not exactly Kyle Shanahan. Then he's with Adam Gase. He's an Adam Gase hell with the Jets there for a couple of years. And then he goes to Carolina with Matt Rule, who was, who was in over his head, right? there so they probably see him as a moldable guy there's talents obviously he was a third round he was a third pick in the draft he's got a lot of talent we like what we see we were interested in him let's bring him in and let's see in this offense what we could do he doesn't have to chuck the ball down the field in this offense he's got christian mccaffrey in this offense he's got debo mm-hmm. samuel he's got he's got george kittle he's got brandon Ayuk. he's got all these guys kyle make it easy for you can he become this he hasn't been successful so far but can he become a system quarterback in kyle's system maybe they think he can Maybe they think he can, and maybe this, again, I'm not saying he's going to win the starting job or anything. I think he's solely the third quarterback. But if worse comes to worse, I mean, the Niners usually go through three of them. Maybe they think he he can, he can be something. So I was – people are going to knock it again because now you, you hear Sam Darnold, you hear punchline. But I don't see it that way. I see it as somebody where you're like, okay, if anybody can salvage his career, it's it's Kyle and it's on this team. And, and if you're talking QB3 for a million bucks for a year, hell yeah. Bring him in and see what you have. And then maybe you do, you know, insulate yourself if if tragedy strikes and disaster strikes again, because it tends to, it tends to. So why not give it a shot? So I thought it was a good signing. I thought it was, again, you're not going to get Jacoby Brissett to come in here as a QB3. It's not happening. You're not getting Baker Mayfield to do that. Not happening. Mm-hmm. So you get somebody for, again, if you tell me the third quarterback, it's a good signing, man. I really do. I, I love it. I straight up love it. Like I, I, I saw it. And again, I looked at Schefter, like, is that the real Schefter? Because <laughs> I, again, I was not at all prepared for this. And I, anybody that's upset about this signing, it's just like, you're just, you're upset because you want to be upset about something. You're wanting mm-hmm. to tweet negatively about something because there's quite literally no reason for you to be upset about a signing like this when you already have two quarterbacks that you know are going to be QB one and QB two in some order. Right. But I also think this is brilliant on a couple different levels. One, he's really young. And so, like you said, Al, he is still arguably moldable. I would assume, right. I think he's probably still coachable, um, you know, and, and the tools are there. And that's the thing is what the 49ers have in a QB room now is you've got one quarterback, who was highly drafted, who has an incredibly high ceiling, but is really raw and still needs development. You've got a second quarterback who has a really high floor and a limited ceiling based on physical attributes. And then you've got another guy who has a really high ceiling, really nice physical attributes and a, just a, uh, uh, a a recency bias in terms of play, right? Uh, Where if you just look at the context, you understand why that play was really bad. And also if you look at the last, I think it was seven games that he started for the, for the Panthers is either seven or six. I think it was six. And I think it was four and two. I believe he was four and two. And, and you look at his numbers and they're decent. And it was because the Panthers became a running team under Steve Wilkes. They ran the ball more. And it allowed Sam Darnold to, uh, you know, do play action and 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 all the things that you that you will do to help a young quarterback in the NFL. And these are all things that Kyle Shanahan will do for Sam Darnold as well. So here's where I think this is brilliant: the Trey Lance 
pick is is a sunk cost at this point, right? Like they've already given up the picks. They they got the kid. It is what it is. If they don't believe in him, which there are clues that they don't, right? There are definitely clues out there that they don't. If they don't believe in him, they look at this guy who who they were very interested in. Kyle Shanahan really liked Sam Darnold in that 18 draft. He really did. He's talked about it. And then they also, uh, in 2021, you know, they did look into Sam Darnold, um, at least according to reports. And so what you do is you bring this guy in and now you're having him compete with Trey Lance during OTAs, during training camp, all these things. And you're hoping one of two things. One, you're, you push Trey Lance to perform even better and you get more out of the kid because you've given him competition. And two, if you don't believe in Trey, you bring this guy in, he pushes him. Trey still doesn't play at the level that you think. Well, now you've got this guy that's, it has some tantalizing tools that you might think, Hey, maybe this is the guy, right? He's a, he has more physical tools than, than Brock does. His ceiling is higher. Right. And so I, I really do think this is a very, very shrewd move by the front office. And I think it also does speak a little bit to their lack of confidence in Trey Lance and their and their actual confidence that Purdy's timeline is solid and he'll be back by week one or, you know, maybe the first two or three games. And then you bring out, you know, you bring in whoever whoever, you know, whoever it is that, that is playing the best. Right. So yeah, I, I, I love the move. I think it's incredible. I, I just, I just really hope, I mean, it's, it's the reason why I hope he doesn't play meaningful snaps, not because I don't like Sam Darnold. It just means that number one, the, the Trey experience has gone South and, or Brock's injury has taken longer to heal than we possibly thought. Right. So it has, it has nothing to do with Sam Darnold and everything to do with, with the actual quarterbacks that, that preceded him. So that I want to make that clear. I think Sam Darnold is a good signing. I think that that is the way that you have to go. We talked about it last show where you're not necessarily going to go after a big name because you may only start a couple of games at the, at the beginning of the season. So I think it's, I think it's a great signing and you take a flyer on him. And if he works out great, if not, then, then we'll see. But, but guys, can you see, I can see a world where, where Kyle is like, you know what? F it. I'm just going to roll with Sam Darnold as my QB one. Right. You know, he's just like, you know, there's a part of him that's like, I can make this work with him as QB run, right? Like, I mean, it's just, I can see that 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 coming across his mind. But I mean, like, I, I hope that common sense takes over and, and and Brock Purdy is the quarterback this year because he's, he's, in my opinion, earned it and proven it. So, so we'll yeah, see I think, what happens. I think, I think they're approaching the season as we like what we saw last year. We know we can put up points with Brock and we're building yep. around that. that. That's what it seems like to me anyway. Yep. But one, not again, if we're looking... Very early in this process, there's a ton of movement still to make this offseason with the draft and free agency, but still the offensive line got some holes. And the first one was McGlinchey leaving, which we knew he got a huge deal with the Broncos, five year, years, 87.5 million. He was going to get paid. There were a lot of teams who would have paid him that. Again, he's not a perfect offensive lineman, but he's a good run blocker. And you see what starting, I don't know, would you call him top half of the league, maybe right tackle? He's not elite by any, by any stretch of the imagination, but he's probably top half top of the league. 15. Yeah. Yeah. Around there, sure. And he he got paid. He got paid like it. So now it looks like McKivitz didn't get starter money by any stretch of the imagination. 
so that's still i'm sure that position is still in flux but i do from what i from what i understand they are comfortable with him there if they had to start in there but the big hole right now and it's an important position anywhere but especially in kyle shanahan's offense is center and i know the niners are still in as we're recording this on a monday evening they're still in on jake brendel uh brendel has not signed anywhere yet to my knowledge but no and he but he has interest and i didn't think he was going to have this much interest but he does i kind of thought it was going to be one of those things where okay it makes sense for him to come back to the niners for a couple years both sides it's it's perfect and it would happen quickly it's not he's got a market so I don't know if the Niners thought that, but the Niners may have to pivot to somewhere else. But that's the next position I'm really watching. Edge is something they need. But the next position I'm watching, excuse me, is center. What are they going to do there? Who's going to end up being the starter? Yeah. Bre- yeah, Brendel has five teams right now, I believe, that they've t- talked about competing for him, including the 49ers. Go ahead, yeah, So yeah. Massive injury. Yeah, and I think that – the other thing that we're that we're totally glossing over here, well, we mentioned a little bit with the edge rushers, but the other thing we're totally glossing over here is that they have a stupid amount of draft picks right now for a contending team. They're not high draft picks, but they're they're draft picks that they can maneuver with because now, as you start to fill your team out with free agency, there's only a limited number of draft picks that you can that will even make the team. And I don't anticipate Parag wanting to just throw away picks. They they value their picks, right? So. Either they're trading for future picks or they're trading up for specific players. And I think that one of the viable options that you can that you can have to keep this run going, this window open, is to have as many guys on rookie contracts as possible, right? And the way that you do that, obviously, you filter the draft. And there may be something to say about being able to draft a Spencer Burford or a, an Aaron Banks and still being able to make it work. And maybe they found maybe they found a formula along the offensive line there where they feel comfortable in their their evaluations of that group comfortable enough that they can they can take a shot of the guy in the middle rounds and be able to be comfortable with him playing center and and another guy playing right tackle so who knows i think that the other thing that they they really have to think about is that they need to take this seriously because when you have a young quarterback back there whether it's trey or brock if you have a suspect offensive line like they're not going to feel comfortable and it'll show in their play so They've got to figure this out. I think that that's the biggest thing left on this roster, aside from edge rusher, is the offensive line. And I think that you'll probably see it addressed partially through free agency. But honestly, I'm going to go ahead and say, make the prediction that you're going to see an offensive line heavy draft. And that's where they're going to address it from. Yeah, you know, McGlinchey, like we said, I, I think I think McGlinchey, very much like Jimmy Garoppolo, got a bad rap from 49er fans largely due to uh, draft status more than anything else. Um, again, I think I think if you look at the numbers, it would bear it out. He's a top 15 right tackle in the league. I don't think he's top 10, but I think he's closer to top 10 than he is to 15. And he, I just thought this was interesting. It says apropos of nothing, but um, the 2015 Notre Dame offensive line, right? So the 2015 season, uh, these are the second contracts that that offensive line received in the NFL uh, left tackle, Ronnie Stanley, five years, 98.75 million, 64 million guaranteed Quentin Nelson, four years, $80 million, 60 million guaranteed right guard, Nick Martin, three years, $33 million, 18 million guaranteed. And now Mike McGlinchey at right tackle five years, 87 and a half million dollars, $50 million guaranteed. What an offensive line. Amazing offensive line. What an offensive line at at Notre Dame. But, um, you know, I think the other thing, again, 
with with this team is is they believe in their development, right? They believe in their player development. And so for them, we can give Javon Hargrave that deal because we can give Colton McKivitz the deal that we gave him. And we can we can be comfortable with him at that position. Or we might be able to find somebody in a lower, you know, at a, at a, that we believe in a little bit more, but not necessarily at that upper end of the market. Um, you know, I know Andre Dillard uh, from the Eagles just, um, just signed with the, with the uh, Titans. And so um, I think Caleb McGarry is still the biggest name left in that market. Uh, I don't see them going up and, and doing something like that. Um, like you said, Al, I think if they spend money on the offensive line and free agency, I think it's going to be at center and it's either going to be a re-signing of Brendel or maybe a Connor McGovern or uh, something along those lines. And I also think they'll address it in the draft. But again, if they believe in their player development, they've also got a couple guys in house that they might look at as well in Nick Zakel and, and Jason Poe. So, um, yeah, I mean. Like I said, none of us expected this Javon Hargrave news. I think this is the biggest splash that the 49ers have made in free agency since, I mean, arguably, what, 2017 when they came in? Is that when they signed uh, Center from the Giants, or was that 2018? Um, you know, oh, 18 with Quan. Yeah, yeah Richburg. So yeah, Richburg was yeah. 18, Quan was 18. Um it, you know, they made some big splashes. I mean, they they did uh, again, Charveris Ward. But Ward while excellent and I love the signing wasn't you know, it wasn't the the level of Javon Hargrave. You know, Hargrave was a top yeah. 5 free agent on on any list that you looked at. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. you know, arguably the biggest impact player in free agency and the 49ers got him. And that's like expected and just absolutely made my Monday and, and hopefully, uh, hopefully 49er fans Mondays as well. Brian, can you please post a picture that I just texted you? Can you please for the, for our viewers on YouTube? Can you, can you please put Zane, it on? We don't post on YouTube anymore, Zane. <laughs> or for, sorry for our, for our people that are watching uh, live. Uh, we have no one watching live. We're literally this goes into my, so I got to tell a funny story. So Zane doesn't pay attention to what we text him. Like, we'll be talking about, like, hey, guys, what time you want to do the show today? And he'll respond, like, pizza. And we're like, what are you talking about? He's just something <laughs> random. So I'm not totally convinced Zane can even read. I, I'm not. He is not convinced me. <laughs> and this is based. So we have texted this in the in the chain. We're, you know, we're not we're not live right now. We're not doing YouTube because we're doing our Odyssey stuff for the podcast. Which I'm sure Zane did not read or is not able to read. I don't know. But vintage Zane. I love you, Zane. I love you. Vintage you. Vintage you. We'll see if that makes it live. We'll see. We'll see if Spencer is nice to me and wants to edit that out. So Brian, no, that's got to that's got to stay in. Vintage Zane. There, there we but, go. but Brian's for the people who are not watching and never will unless they see a clip. Um, Brian's holding up a picture that Zane said. Of, of it's uh, it's it's McGlinchey getting straight up hip checked by uh by Micah Parsons in that uh in that Dallas um in that Dallas game uh in the playoffs this year. We don't have we to see that go. anymore. We don't we have to see go. that anymore. That's it. That's <laughs> it. I have nothing left. Oh, we love you, Zane. All right, we're done. We'll All be right. back later in the week. We'll be back when the uh, when the 49ers sign uh, six more massive free agents that we did not expect. Yes. <laughs> All right, for Zane and Al, I'm Brian. Peace. Later.